So some people, they just judge and judge and judge without even knowing the other person's life. And at the beginning, I was, that would get to me and I'll get sad the way I am because I post, you know, sex, sexier pictures than other usual moms. But what is a usual mom? What is a normal mom? Is that such a thing? For me, a mom is a mom that cares about their child, that gives them love, and teach them how to love themselves and be a good human. I think that I do that job very good. No matter if I'm in a bikini, if I'm fully dressed. So I think that the world would be so much better once people stop judging each other. Hello. It's Eglantina Zing. You might have heard some things about me, perhaps. And yes, I am all of that and much more. And in my podcast, The Zing with Double G, I will be sharing my views, thoughts, opinions on culture, society, feminism, sex, and all of it. All of that everyone is thinking, but no one dares to talk about. Every Wednesday, I will be offering you a new episode with incredible guests from celebs, friends, big names, authors, artists. And also, since I love talking to myself, will be only me talking my head. The last episode of the season will be exclusively for you guys with my subscribers. So we'll get to chat. I will get to read some of your DMs, play to voice notes and talk basically of whatever you want. So don't forget to subscribe, join the fun, and listen to The Zing every Wednesday. You can find The Zing at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcast. Follow me at Eglantina Zing, Z-I-N-G-G, to DM and get in touch. Let us explore and lose control. <laughs> and we're here at The Zing, and I'm taking advantage of this beauty. I'm taking advantage of her. I and we're gonna see who picks whose brain. Let's oh see how we end God. up with this deal of who's gonna do what or what. <laughs> but um, thank you guys. This is a new episode of the Zing. Uh, thank you for making this podcast your favorite podcast and tuning in to these conversations that sometimes are super weird, but. Um, I hope you find some value in it and thank you for sharing it and making your favorite podcast. You can tune in the Zing in every platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, subscribe, give some hearts because you can see us here at our set in Miami. Thank you, Skep, for bringing us um, this space. And thank you for all of you tuning in and for our guest. Today I have a coño, que yo puedo decir. Tengo que decir coño because this is a mamacita, beautiful mother, hard worker, talented, um, groundbreaking producer, writer, model, actress, badass in every sense of the word and an inspiration for all of us as human beings of how even in the darkest times in our life we can overcome and show up with the best face and change our little script that we have as we say we are the uh, captain of our souls we are the directors of our lives 
And life is not against us. Life mm -hmm. is something that comes from us. And uh, for me, she is the epitome, the synonym of resilience. And I am so honored to have you here at the set of the Zing, Carmel Forteliti. Oh my gosh, Thank you. I can cry right now. <laughs> no, come on, because it's Thank true. Sometimes so we think that life is against us and some people becomes the side of the victims and you have showcased and shown us how to put the best energy and, and overcome and, you know, everything and, and through, through art, through storytelling. I wonder if that was the thing that it was always your calling. Was it always your calling to be a director, a producer, writer, a model? Like, how did it all start? Well, before anything, thank you so much for inviting me. It was an honor when you text me, it's asked me if I could is. come. It is, because present. Thank you so much. And um, no, I was being a movie producer was never something that passed my mind. It just happened during COVID. I got a phone call from a friend saying, oh, do you want to be in a movie? I'm like, no, I don't want to be an actress. That's not my thing. She goes, like, just try. You've been modeling for so many years. That would be such a thing that, you know, you might like it. And then after a few no's, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to give it a try. And I did. I got the role. And then I became, um, I got the role from this movie. I went to LA. We shot the film. And I kind of like it. But while I was shooting the movie, I was looking how they were doing. And I was like, is that it? It's <laughs> crazy. I was like, that's how they shoot a movie. And then there was a second opportunity of me to be um, an actress in this other film. And this film never happened. It took like a month, two months, three months. And then something happened. I ended up meeting one of the producers. And then he goes, I'm like, what's going on with the film? Are we still shooting? He goes, yes, but we still have to find the investors. You know, our partnership with the last producer didn't work that well. So we really want to shoot the film, but we don't know how. I'm like, so what do you guys need? They were like, well, the investor. Money. I'm like, that's it? That's all you need? And then I went ahead. I started looking for investors. And then I shot the first film. So that became a passion for me. And it was in a very uh, difficult time of my life where many situations happened. And while I was in Brazil dealing with some uh, personal issues, my team was all here. My business partner, Andre and Antonio, they were in Miami and New York working with the whole production. And I was like, guys, let's make it happen. So I came back from Brazil. I came straight to set. And we did a beautiful, wonderful movie, which is coming out now in August. Wow, which it called, one? It called The Abode. The Abode. <laughs> and what is The Abode? It's a thriller. Okay. It's a thriller. And you act and produce as well? I did act a few scenes, not much, because I was really focusing on the uh, producing. Okay. And then it was, it was such a, how can I say, like, I was just so proud that I was able to make that happen. And the whole team, they were so amazing. 
And of course, there was like a lot of struggles, but we ended up doing the whole film. August is going to be ready. So that was the first one. And then after that, I feel like a bug just beat me and I got poisoned <laughs> <laughs> to this now you're addicted. entertainment Hollywood world. Like, I just love creating. I just love creating, like have an idea and how much is going to be the budget, how I'm going to make this movie happen, what actors work. And I'm so lucky that I have such an amazing business partner. Like he's so creative. He's a writer. Yeah. He is amazing. His name is Andre. I love you, Andre. We love you, Andre. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I met Leandre met him. So he came here. But not me. Andre, now, where are you? Now you will. Call me. <laughs> so I, I have a Carmel too figure out our things make the connection so it was just happening one after another and then here I am and then I did a documentary which I directed for the first time and this happened when around what time so you start uh, I started like I would say almost almost two years ago like a year yeah, so and a half during the pandemic no during the pandemic and right after that but you were involved in in, in, in modeling in and fact. entertainment since I okay. was 14 years old okay So I've done many commercials um, and some roles as well, but nothing major. Fashion is very different than movies. Very different. It's a whole different world. It's a completely different animal. And I <laughs> love it. And I love that she calls them animals. <laughs> Which I will like be the, the adrenaline. The, 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 the movies will be the lions and the fashion <laughs> will be the, the zebras. <laughs> We live in a jungle. I'm sure you have no problem with any, a, a, any instrument. Let me tell you, the last movie, I was almost being a DP. I was See? like, give me that fucking camera. Because the guy didn't <laughs> know what he was doing, I swear. He, I was so frustrated because we only had five days to finish the entire movie. Because the first three days was a nightmare. The, we couldn't really shoot all the scenes because the director, the first director, he wasn't really lovable okay so and then he left and then i only had five days to shoot a whole film you say uh, you have to take on uh, some responsibilities that you're supposed to delegate yeah for being successful they tell you you need to learn how to delegate yes. but uh, sometimes you're so uh, detail oriented that it's super hard to delegate because the guy is not understanding your vision so you take the camera but that's not well, like know, the way sometimes to go. I feel like it is important to delegate I see that a lot but I can't wait for people to do things if they're not doing right I'm not gonna be sitting down waiting just because I have to delegate and there is like a position of you know <laughs> producers director DP APs whatever ADs that you have to follow If I'm there, if I can do the, do the job, I'm going to just do it. I'm not going to wait for somebody else to do it because once we in a set and we have a schedule, we have time to finish, am I going to wait for somebody or am I going to help that person or am I going to do it myself? I'm just going to try to do it myself and uh, if I have to pick up a garbage bag, I will. If I have to go get my actors in the trailer, I will. I'm not going to be sitting down waiting like a princess. Oh, no, let him do it. No, I will do it myself. I feel very related to you in that sense um, because we always want to make things, uh, accomplish things. 
And recently, I had a, a I have a cup with my foundation, Goleadoras, that we do every year with Nike. But uh, at the same time, so it's like, are we the producers or we are the ones who implement the curriculum? Are we the one who uh, bring the, 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 we do the, um, a convocatoria for you know the spread out the word for other teams to come in or I'm the one who's building the fucking set or the stage yeah. so how do we actually organize ourselves in a teamwork that everybody does whatever they're best at mm -hmm. because otherwise you burn yourself doing everything because you're passionate about a project and you want to make it through Yeah. But ultimately, I think the, the, the recipe for success is to be able to delegate. I haven't found that. I am hands-on on every single project that I do. Mm -hmm. And I am so... Uh, Overwhelmed? No, I am so... I have such a high standard for the things that I want that... Um, that it's sometimes it gets really complicated or to a lack of a better word overwhelmed yeah. but how do we delegate how do we find a way of finding creating a team that everybody can do their part because otherwise you're like man give me that camera i'll shoot this scene because this is what happened scorsese does that yes i think no they have yeah it's very challenging and i feel like once you have a project you really have to know what everybody's strength is. Mm -hmm. For example, a lot of people, they like to give opinions on everything, right? That's not going to work. That's a lot of people. So if you have one person and you delegate that to one person only, and then to the other section, you have another one doing that, that that's going to flow easily. But once everybody starts to say something about every single sector of your project, Listen, acting, it's oh about interpretation. God. Very true. And I grew up in the Amazons, and my neighbors did not speak my same language, were not dressed the same way. And in a way, Carmel, through a common language that at that time was a soccer ball, we connected. So I think people connect, or you can replicate, imitate, and, and uh, impersonate. I agree. That's what an actress, that's what a great production is, a drama. And, and at the end, we all relate. So Shakespeare, for, for years that he's been dead, all his sonnets and, and uh, poems and stories are very relevant. They 100%. haven't been like, you know, it's not something they say like, oh, that's out of currency. It's forever. It, It's our human nature mm -hmm. of how we hate treason, mm -hmm. backstab, uh -huh. the drama, and mm -hmm. this. And I wish, really, we could be a little bit more collaborative. I agree. I feel like sometimes we don't have to talk. Yeah. We, we feel it. See? Like, sometimes a lot of people, they are talking, but they are not really being real. And you can see it. You can feel through their like pores and veins that, that that's just like vague words, so vague. Sometimes you're quiet with your eyes. That's why I feel like the best actors and actresses out there, we, they can show emotions to their, to their faces, to their eyes, without seeing a word. 
right? Let's try that. And I feel that is in person too. Let's try. <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, we're in a podcast, <laughs> so if you're not, if you're only listening, you have to t t tune in into the video because we're gonna try the just the the eye. I love you, I. Come on. I love you, I. Go. My eyes. I love you. You guys say always I love you. I love you. I hate you. Are we, are we doing this video? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a casting? Hello, producers out there. We're doing a casting. I hate you. How do you really feel when you have that doubt or that fear of burning a sponsor, of burning a big deal that you have because you stand up for your, or to stand up for yourself because you want to be there, or it's a, it's a great platform. Um, how do you find the gods to say, this is not an invitation, this is a, 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 a work deal? Or Well, I think that, um, I think you can feel it. Like, once you commit yourself to work, like you're saying, if you get a sponsor or if you have an investor that is believing in you, mm -hmm. believing that you're going to deliver what is written there, what is right there, you're really gonna, the whole thing is on you, not on people, on the people that you hire to work with you, right? True. So if you don't do your job right, they're not gonna complain to the people that you hired. They're gonna complain to you. They're gonna complain to us. See. So that's why we have to be very careful with people that we choose to work with. But it's a temptation that you want that and you think that that's gonna be an opportunity that will open the windows and will... I wouldn't do, I won't do it. Uh, why? Tell if me. I'm not capable, if I don't feel that I can deliver the best that I can, I'm not gonna do it. Because I don't want to play with their expectations. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to put myself in a position where I can deliver what they're expecting and what I know that I can. So if that's something that as much as I want it, but I don't have the right team, because at the end, we are only one person. So if they tell you, hey, can you cover um, the be behind the scenes of um uh, the Oscars or whatever, but it will be an opportunity for you. Fantastic, and um, uh, you have—it's an invitation, but you're gonna be—you're gonna have to deliver 300 contents, and um, we're just gonna give you your one only ticket to fly, and three nights of a hotel. How do you actually manage uh, a negotiation around that? So if that's something I really want to do it and I know that's going to improve my career somehow, mm -hmm. I would have to do it finance myself. Okay. If that's something that I know that will improve my career and will put myself in a better position, I would definitely invest because I believe that we have to invest in ourselves as well. We cannot just wait, wait for someone to knock on our doors and be like, listen, I have some money for you. I have a huge business proposal. I don't know you, <laughs> but I trust you. I'm going to give you some money. You're going to go ahead and you're going to do this, this, and this. Because I think you're wonderful. Uh, uh, it doesn't really work yeah. like that, right? But if you believe in yourself and you know you're capable to do it and you might spend some time 
and money now, but you're gonna earn later, I would definitely do it. I, I was wondering because you're so out there and so open with your sexiness and with your empowerment of being a woman with your body and your social media and everywhere. And consciously, you have a society and an industry that are so judgmental sometimes. And it's a very thin line. So you're a producer, you're not just an actress that go like Marilyn Monroe, it's like, I gotta do this and da da da. But um, Marilyn Monroe, I'm not sure if she produced or not produced. I'm, she, I'm, I'm sure she's an amazing uh, woman. But I'm saying, in that thin line of being respected, of earning that respect from the, the world of producing to the world of being a sex bomb, uh, how do you manage that? How do you? I honestly just stop caring about what people say. Okay. Because yes. you always gonna get judged, no matter what. If you dress accordingly to society, they're gonna judge you. If you dress like this, they're gonna judge you. So why do you came dressed like that? Because I wanted to be both. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, we're gonna take it all off. Correct. <laughs> like, I, I know and I feel it because I'm a mom, I have three kids, and sometimes I go to school and gym clothes or like this, and I can see people judging. And it's just ridiculous nowadays people judge you the way you dress or what you do. I'm a provider for my family. I have three kids. I work every day. I don't want a mom telling me, another mom coming to me like, oh, you miss your school, uh, your kid's school breakfast. Mm -hmm. Well, if I'll be my kid's school breakfast, they'll have food in their table. You're gonna judge me for that? Why? So some people, they just judge and judge and judge without even knowing the other person's life. And at the beginning, I was, that'll get to me, and I'll get sad the way I am because I post, you know, sex, sexier pictures than other usual moms. But what is a usual mom? What is a normal mom? Is that such a thing? For me, a mom is a mom that cares about their child, that gives them love and teach them how to love themselves and be a good human. I think that I do that job very good. No matter if I'm in a bikini, if I'm fully dressed. So I think that the world would be so much better once people stop judging each other. And that's what I try to do to myself. I believe that everything that you give, you get it back. If you going out there talking bad about people, judging other people, they're gonna come up to you and the bad energy is gonna come to you. But if you give people love and you, you know that things, good things gonna come to you, you're never gonna stop or shut other people's mouth because they can say whatever they wanna say, but if you are good within yourself, if you're good in here, and if you know who you are, if the people surround you that you love and loves you, you should not listen. Because the, time, the, the day that I will start listening to what people think about me, I won't leave my house. I will stay inside my house, and I won't do nothing. So I'll be depressed, I'll, my kids will be depressed, and I'll have a miserable life. 
So I just don't listen. I wake up, I meditate, I pray. I'm not a religious person, I'm a spiritual person. Because I feel like sometimes religion can separate people. They put what is good, what is bad. And I don't need a third person to connect me with the universe, with God. I connect with myself. I sit down and I talk to him myself. Or if you don't want to talk, I say God because I believe in God, but it can be the universe. It could be energy. So I sit down and I'm like, this is me. That's what I want. This is what I deserve. That's how my day is going to be. That's how I want for my kids, for myself. And I wish every day people would think of themselves and their life instead of caring about other people's life. And then they would be a much better person and a happy person, like we are. Oh, man, you're giving me a lesson. You gave me a big lesson, and I try, but um, and I think I do, I've done a pretty good job. But when you're saying that, I'm about to cry, and not to cry, but I it, it it gives you the certainty because sometimes you doubt and you see all the 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 you know the the voices of people, which. I've said, actually, on the introduction of the podcast, you probably heard a lot of things about me because I've always been really affected because of, even from when I was a little girl in the family that I grew up, it was like called the black sheep of the family and the school and always been, thank God I never uh, really had an understanding of a concept of the black sheep of the family because I had a bigger a dream of why i always ask why and i was always sent sent to the principal's office because i was asking why so women like you that the first day that i met you here at skep 360 i was the 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 energy it's overall it's beautiful it's great it's empowering it's put a solid and and positive and happy because in this um, podcast, in this season of our The Zing podcast, we're talking about um, relationships. And um, every kind of relationship, family relationship, your own relationship, same-sex relationship, open relationships. And, um, and uh, I understand that you have gone through uh, a really violent and unwanted experiences in your own personal relationships. And I, I would love to know if you want to talk a little bit about that. I feel like sometimes um, we put ourselves in situations that we never in a million years thought that we were going to be there. And it is hard to overcome some traumas in life, but you can't not live forever with that stuck in your mind. I know it's not easy for a person to overcome and try to forget because you will never forget, but you have two options. Mm -hmm. Living with the trauma, being a victim, which we are. Mm -hmm. Women, they are molested, raped, you know, any kind of abused. We are victims and we have to understand that we are. 
but we also need to learn how to overcome because if we live with that in our brain we're going to be miserable forever so we have the chance to make a difference and overcome and look forward and say i'm a survivor i got out of it and i i'm going to become much more aware of what my of my surroundings so that won't happen again and you're going to fight and share with people in the same situation as you were or as you are it's not easy for women for example to be in an abusive relationship because that's okay let me go back one step okay one thing that i've learned is that we have to be silent for a moment every day to listen to ourselves because the world that we live in it's so noisy it's so loud mm. we have so much information every day people talking news social media that we don't stop to listen to what what we want when was the last time that you stopped and you listened to your thoughts not anybody else not like oh you should do this because that's good for you go ahead and do this because that's very good for you did you ever stop and be like okay let me sit down and let me see if it's that really what i want for myself how do i feel doing that that other people wants me to do every day and this morning i did and i was uh yesterday i was overloaded with this fear of um asking for something that um that um it was like a a a break up a a partnership or relationship or a, a big sponsorship but i had to stand for what i believe and what i thought and everybody in my team was telling me no oh that's really crazy as like fucking atlantina bruta pero decidida mm -hmm. <laughs> i Correct. am not doing that no bruta because i'm not bruta but like sometimes they make you think and you have a bunch of voices of professionals and big uh, careers advisors or whatever but ultimately i uh, after that it was a great overcome uh, outcome uh, they gave me everything and more mm -hmm. and i was just speaking from my heart and what i think and my vision and what i believe it's good because ultimately i'm not doing anything uh, i'm i'm bringing into the table is the way that you have a perspective if you're taking or you're giving and i'm always giving Sí. So, eh, hay una canción muy grande de Fito Páez que dice, yo no cuento el vuelto porque siempre está de más. Entonces, that's a, a go-giver, and I'm always like that. So, if you start being fearful about the, the things that they're going to give you or the things you're going to lose, man, the things that you're going to lose are not for you if they're, not in, they're not in your, in, in your way. But sometimes you fear so much and then uh -huh. you commit to doing things that you don't want to do yes. and they don't make you happy and then you take a whole different shift. Yeah, and well, you lost I've, time you of your life. You lose time, you lose your uh, north. And I think I come again and they're probably going to think, but mostly our audience is women, that it's about being a feminist or about talking about that. It's not about a feminism, but I do think women are always in a disadvantage because we always doubt mm -hmm. ourselves, our society, our culture has made us doubt ourselves. Yeah. So that's why we end up in positions of 
being abused not that not other men have been in positions like that but um but sometimes it's harder for us to overcome them yeah and it's not abused like just physically it's like mentally abused i know in every way in every way business family relationships people totally. yeah it's like a mental abused but listen, uh, we were going back to a situation mm -hmm. that um, that you were talking to us in uh, in a way of, um, and I I don't want you to go into the details if you don't want to, because I know it's a it's it has a lot of other sides, but I would love for uh, our audience, our women, your daughter, yeah, what will you tell her? Uh, what will be the red flags? What will be the advice of um, for not for for the cycle to stop I feel like before I go to that matter I feel that women that have been abused should not be ashamed of themselves because you put yourself in the situation not because you wanted to but because it happened so you cannot be afraid to keep moving forward and and doing your thing and starting your life again because some of them they just close themselves in a way they're so ashamed of continuing their path in life because they feel like everybody's going to judge them and it is so sad that this society today they judge you even though you're a victim you know and even the closest people from you they judge you and they talk bad things about you and you can't not let that get to you or you get destroyed you have to really stay strong and be like I'm gonna try my best to move forward and not think about it and of course some days will come that you're gonna feel sad sometimes it's gonna be sad for you to to be in another relationship because you might think that something's gonna happen again to you but if you were scared of being happy again, you won't be happy. So one thing that I advice that I give is that don't be afraid of starting all over again because the life is so beautiful. And I believe that there are much more lovable persons. I believe that everybody's worth of love and trust until they prove you wrong. So what I tell my daughter, is that she has to trust people, but with one eye open and all close, like don't close both eyes. <laughs> Go like this, you know, to trust people. Carry a knife. <laughs> <laughs> and be strong. I taught my daughter to be very strong women. Like forget about pleasing other people. You have to please yourself first. Mm. Because if you are happy, you're gonna be able to make everybody else around you happy. If you're not happy, how can I how can I make somebody happy if I'm not happy? Can I? No, because you're not doing that with love. You're doing you're doing just to do it. True happiness has to come from love. Mm. Somebody to if you want to give something to a person, it's because you want to give something to a person, not because they're asking you to do mm -hmm. it, right? Yeah. So I tell her to position herself in a way that she has to be the first one. She has to be the happy one, the first one, and then 
she's going to please other people. Because in my life, I used to please so many people, even my family, my friends, and past relationships, that I'll put myself last all the time. And you can be happy for a few months, few years, but it's going to come to a point where you're not yourself anymore. So where is your needs and what you want? Okay. It goes to the garbage. You just forgot. And then you lose your identity. You become to live the life of somebody else, not yours. So I tell her that she needs to understand herself first, love herself first, before she loves somebody else. How old is she? She's 17. I mean, she's turning 17 two months. Oh, wow. 16. She's going to drive, drive soon, no? Be driving. Oh, my God. I'm dying already. Because in Brazil, it's 18 years old. That's Here, right. she could be driving already. It's 16, no? I said, no, no. No, no. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, I she don't feel comfortable. Strong, no, no, daughter. <sighs> there goes the mama, the chicken mama. Does she know what you had to go through? She does. She did? She does she know does. everything. She's seen things? Yes, she knows everything. I'm very open to my daughter. And how how does she, because... She felt I, it. She felt it. If I it. see my mother going through that, I'll be like, you touch my mother, prepare to die. Yeah, she, she felt it. She felt it very hard. It was very hard for her. Back then, she was, what, 14 and a half? So she was a baby. So you had your three kids? She's the eldest one, the youngest She's one. She's the oldest one. The oldest one. Yeah. And, and then I have a 12 and 11-year-old boys. And then you went to Brazil and some motherfucker just put you in a house. Yeah, it was a not pleasant situation that I wish never happened to me, but um, it made me a much stronger person. What made you trust this I tr I trust people. I so do don't trust, trust people, huh? I do trust people, and I feel that good people trust people because good people will never do something wrong to somebody else, correct? And how, you, how do you get out of there? How was it that you was able to get out of there? It was a long story. We can keep that for next. <laughs> but you know you escape you like kick punch do have no it was like police and all that it was yeah you were able to call i was able to communicate yes help me sos kind of i cannot just talk much about it now because i don't feel that i'm ready to expose the whole thing yet because that's something that's still within me and but um what i can say is that i'm very grateful that i'm here talking to you and i'm grateful that i'm able to i was able to come back home to my family some women they don't so for the judgmental motherfuckers out there <laughs> survival love and resilience is what this woman is all about. So don't judge, and uh, and I think be more supportive because uh, what you what you have become as an example for your family. I don't know the details. I would love at one moment. I thought that maybe here we can have a conversation, but if you're not ready, it's okay. 
I know there, uh, there are moments that I cannot even imagine because thank God I've never been there and I wish uh, many of the women that are listening to us, um, I keep hearing comments and sending these messages of all these major abusive situations that they keep in silence. Yeah. So I just would like to have a little bit of a guidance, a little bit of a support, uh, or a little bit of a sorority that why is it that we always have to be such a prey for these predators that are out there and they can go and do whatever the fuck they want and never be accounted for. It's crazy. it's not a, 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 you know, we're going to make a fight here to get them. But yes, I'm going to kill you, motherfucker, <laughs> slowly. And do you know what's funny? Like, the people that judge you the most, fun enough, are the one closest to you. Gee. I had so many people judging and saying that, oh, my God, it was a lie. That's not what happened and this and that. And I'm like, what makes someone that was in your circle say such a thing without even knowing just by the fact of judging and his reputation i guess people get confused with other people that have a little bit of a name or power yeah. or money and uh, that could be a a sign of ah you know everybody knows him let me go to uh, he's my friend and he's not your friend. So he puts something in your drink, he takes you here, takes yeah. you there, whatever. That's so, something really, really important for you to say mm-hmm. because the drink situation really happens. Uh-huh. I had a few friends that happened, male friends too, mm-hmm. not just women, mm-hmm. special with males, special here in Miami. I had a guy in. here in Miami that, a wonderful guy, by the way, and that happens to him. A girl put on, you a know, girl. a girl on his drink, took him home, it stole everything from him. So that happens as well with men. I'm not saying it's only with women. Us is different because we are more fragile than a man, right? Yeah. But uh, that happens to everybody. I don't understand why people became so evil. Why? Why? There's so much love, like there's a consent. There's, why do you have to uh, make such a... Evil thing. Evil thing It's somebody? evil. The world is so abundant. Like, look how much abundance we have in the world. We don't need to go ahead and and knock people down, knock people out, and you know, warmth people. I I believe that people just got so disconnected spiritually, so much, and they start becoming crazy. And you know, I know that this happens many years since many years ago. But it just became worse, even though that I try to wake up every day and see beautiful in everything, shit still happens every day. So I wonder because, yes, and if you say from the beginning of ages, you see how traumatic the situations were, but we are in year 2023, in the century 21, we have consciousness, we have Mm -hmm. laws, Mm -hmm. and it's still this feeling of, uh, of, of of evil that comes from yeah. human beings. So maybe religion does good, maybe not. I don't know. But uh, 
there must be a way of of uh, channeling all those uh, uh, really bad energies. And I, I think even though you have gone through all this unimaginable and unfortunate events, to put out there that positivity, how the fuck do you wake up every morning and in the meditation? Because I will be like, I kill that motherfucker. <laughs> I will be like Kill Bill with my <laughs> list. I'm gonna kill you and slowly, motherfucker. So when you put, maybe you have that list. Do you have that list? Maybe I do. <laughs> I have a few. Be careful, people. <laughs> I'm joining her. <laughs> I love it. I'm joining you so because that is, I love justice and I love a fair game. I love justice too, and but I believe that love overcome what is bad always. And um, yeah, like, I always believed like I was not the kind of person that I need to prove myself. So even though everybody was judging and talking, and they still are, I never needed to go outside and be like and spread to the world, oh that people did me bad, that people did me bad. Oh what these people are talking about me it's lie, it's a lie, it's a lie. No, because I know the truth. I know what happened to me. And if people don't believe it, it's not my problem. I don't care about what you think if it's true or not. I know what is true. And I know that at the end, the truth always comes out, which it did. So I don't need to do that work. I don't need to put myself on the situation of trying to prove people that I'm a good person, or that I'm a good mother, or that I'm a good daughter. I don't need that. People that knows me and my family, that's what matters to me. I'm good. If they know who I am, why would I care about other people? Right? That's the biggest message you can ever have. And uh, I, I love it because you don't need to prove it to anything to any. So you don't need to uh, discuss or f pick up a fight. Pick up your fights. Correct. You're proving it with your results. And not everybody has the ability to um, overcome all those challenges uh, as you are because you just focus in a bigger, a bigger thing and how can you improve and Carmel gives so much love the day that I met her is like smile and I'm listening to you and I'm looking at your eyes and your eyes are full of light so man your kids are must be very grateful to have a mother like you we are very grateful to have you at the Zing and in this world because there's not that many women like you so man just thank you like for, you for, no, bueno, <laughs> I, I'm just a, a vessel. I just... We are all vessels. I'm just a vessel of putting that energy there, of sharing the stories that I think they're worth, and the people in the audience will feel, find some value on them. Um, and uh, when I started this, it was about to uh, alleviate that pain of the stereotypes of the judgmental society of people I always wanted to fit in but really I have a psychological condition that doesn't <laughs> let me fit in <laughs> like I want to I really want to I love it I can't <laughs> love it it goes beyond myself <laughs> so let me just be me and you have that and I really appreciate it and um Carmel she has a bunch of movies, a bunch of projects coming out, this wonderful women, and let's stick to her and um, 
whoever we have to punch. <laughs> I got my knife over there. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> or we bring the mariachis and I sing and they will die. Ah, just because I love of my voice. It. <laughs> and then with my voice, they all die. My <laughs> rhythm, it's crazy. Um, thank you so much. I am really, really honored to have you here at the Zing. And um, if you guys have a, find any value in this conversation, share it, look at Carmel, follow, and check out her movies. She's casting. So if you want to go into any of her movies, Check out Carmel Botelli and um, give us our love in the zing. Beso, beso, beso. Ciao, ciao, ciao.